0: joined by a beautiful, vivacious man who's done something with his life. It's Brent. true. Brent, yeah. It's true. It is true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your fool for the evening, Ski.
1: That's me. Really, <laughs> but I, I've done it standing up.
0: Ah, very nice. <laughs> I'd like to, can we go back to
2: my introduction? Sure. And that was a... Beautiful, vivacious man who's done something with his life. That's right. Or the poor man's Christy McNichol. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> a The broke man's a Christy McNichol. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wouldn't it be Christopher in this case? Christopher McNichol? I don't think no. you need to label it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Christy McNichol's is Christy McNichol.
0: Let Brent live his best life. I suppose you're right.
2: Mm-hmm. What? No, I'm just saying, Like you were calling me vivacious and all that sort. If anybody's vivacious, it's Christy McNichol.
0: I don't think Christy McNichol's is vivacious. I think you can find her to be attractive, but I don't think she's vivacious. <laughs>
2: oh, she's got a spirit... Do you disagree?
0: I mean, I guess I don't... I love that comeback. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that that qualifies as vivacious, personally. I think vivacious... She's full of life. Sure, I guess. I mean... And I, I guess that's probably the technical term for, but it's not what I normally mm-hmm. kind of like the term gregarious. Mm-hmm. You know, gregarious is just like talkative, but yeah. I feel like there's a connotation to gregarious that it's more like
1: talking to different groups and stuff. Well, like, like
2: backslapping and stuff.
0: Yeah, kind of almost annoyingly uh, talkative. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, uh, overly friendly. John Candy is gregarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like vivacious. Also indicates a little more sultriness to it, mm. you know, not just spirit or spunk. I, <laughs> I
1: think that yeah. qualifies for Brim's definition, though. You do? Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. Do you think she's pretty sexy? Oh, I do, I do, yeah, I sense. do.
2: But in a wholesome, you know, uh, oh, that, I don't see, know, exactly, wholesome and girl overlapped. next door see, way. I don't think, it, literally, like she's the girl next door. Right. If yeah. you lived in the Golden's House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's—I
0: don't think she qualifies in that regard. But mm-hmm. you could use plenty of other positive. Uh, adjectives, and
2: I could yeah. agree with those, but yeah. I don't think that's one that I'd get on board mm-hmm. with. You know, I'm I'm a man who's, you know, confident in his stature and sure. in his place in the world mm-hmm. and everything, and I will tell you this, okay? okay? Like, if it was, you know, a different time, a different place, you know, the ages aligned and everything, and I was living in the Golden Girls' house, and, you know, Barbara was next door, I think she'd be out of my league.
1: Yeah,
0: that's a, <laughs> <it's> a
2: <laughs> bold statement.
1: I didn't know where I was going.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I
0: think Barbara would be within your league.
2: Really? Yeah, I think an attractive so. doctor's daughter.
0: Well, I mean, she's a, you're a yeah, good man. She's a cop in her own right. I mean, she's got a dangerous career. She's living by the seat of her pants. Exactly,
2: you're, exactly. You're, she's badass. While she I, she needs
0: someone med- safe.
2: Oh, there you go. A nurturer. Yeah,
0: she's got the excitement at work. She needs, you know, she needs to come home and do a puzzle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I stand corrected. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, today is <laughs> a you know big wheel at the Cracker Factory. She just wants to come home to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who else is gonna you know help her rate her Clash songs? Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> we don't
0: have any idea how you know deep into uh-huh. the punk movement her. <laughs>
2: oh. Christy McMahon, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So, oh. well, today we're going to be discussing season six, episode twenty-two. I've seen this one. Did you good? Yeah. You'll probably be better at commentating <laughs> on it than had You not. Um so, uh, what a difference a date makes! Mm-hmm. So, with this one Ski's going to be doing our recap, mm-hmm. and all the rest will be the normal format as yeah. we rate it and give it our MVPs and work towards the grand finale here.
1: Exciting, exciting stuff, guys! Yeah,
0: um, about a year or so away from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got mm-hmm. the rest
0: of the season, all of season seven, and then uh, Golden Palace. So, yeah. so don't worry, guys. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah,
3: yeah we're or, or I'm th-
0: sorry, guys. We're not going anywhere anytime <laughs> about, soon. In <laughs> about, about 13 months, I guess. That sounds about right. Yeah, And um, we'll have our tournament at the end, which will, you know, in six weeks. A little bit. Yeah, roughly. So. But.
1: All right. Uh, season 6. Episode 22. <laughs> Enough of uh, the taco talk. <laughs> uh, I would have said it all in Spanish, but I don't know what season and episode are in Spanish.
0: That might be the most racist thing you ever <laughs> said on the podcast. <laughs>
2: What's That
1: from, I don't know, I've never heard it <laughs> <of> before. Taco <laughs> Talk, yeah, it's something like that. Like, I
0: mean, nothing that I'm familiar at least, none that I recall.
2: So. Uh, maybe something Virginia said on Raising Hope or something. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I, I could buy that. Yeah, somebody said something,
1: it definitely seems like something she would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it came on immediately after Alfred Hitchcock presents. <laughs>
1: I, saw, I didn't watch a lot of it, but you guys watched it quite a bit, didn't you?
2: What, Alfred Hitchcock? Ra- no,
1: Raising Hope. Yeah, I yeah. watched the entire series. Yeah, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, really I watched, My Nicole watched quite a bit of it, but I watched a handful of episodes. So. Okay. But I know the, epi- the, the characters enough to know that that seemed like something she would say.
0: Yeah, I think that show, though, did create one of the greatest disagreements I have with Brent, and that's that the uh, desirability of... Um,
2: Martha Plimpton. Oh, she's she's like the, you know, Christy McNichol of her generation. <laughs> I think they're the same generation. <laughs> 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 or at least not too far off from no, each other. I, I think Christy McNichol's got about 12, 13 years on her, maybe. Maybe.
0: I guess it depends on where the cutoff is for the generation. So. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we well, can go ahead with your recap when you're right. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. I do have a quick uh, listener interaction before go you do that. It. Uh, So we had gotten a message uh, from, well, I had put out there, because we had an episode come out on the 2nd of January, um, you know, really close after uh, New Year's, of course. Eight year difference. Eight years, yeah. So, yeah, they're basically the same age. Um, But uh, we had gotten a message. I had put on there something to the effect, like on our weekly Facebook update, you know, just to remind people that an episode is out. I put something to the effect of, like, all right, you luscious, you've had a couple days to sober up. It's time to <laughs> you
1: know,
0: listen to a new episode of Sophia's Choice.
1: And they drunkenly replied.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Jennifer sent us something back saying that she was in the recording studio Friday and Saturday, so the only drinking she did was room-temperature water and throat-coat tea. This weekend, she gets to make all her bad decisions and engage in debauchery. Uh, and I just said that, as a rocker, I'm sure your standard for debauchery far exceeds us as mere mortals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, as for bad decisions, you probably already listened to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't unring that bell. Right. Uh, so, she said, uh, oh, my bad. Decisions uh, make mm-hmm. listening to the podcast look like one of the safest decisions I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Safest, not better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, now you can go ahead with your recap when you're ready, Ski. That was
1: definitely worth the... Uh, the- Inter- interjection. Goodness. Do you See, almost was... say interruption? Mm-hmm. I don't. I was just tripping over my own words. I no, think... no.
2: Like interjection sounds polite. Like interruption sounds like you're scolding him. Yeah, And interruption <laughs> would probably be more accurate. Uh-huh. Um,
0: although I don't know if he'd actually even started yet. Yeah, the delay or something yeah. like that. We would were
1: probably... talking. We were talking talking.
2: I don't even think it was an interjection <laughs> either because yeah. nothing had started on his end. So. Right. Now, is it an interruption or an interjection when you're trying to say hello when I say howdy? That's an
0: interruption. An interruption? Yes. <laughs> and that's
2: adorable, right? No.
0: It's, <laughs> it, it's not an interruption. It's an interruption.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you're always watching that part in the interruption show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked them. <laughs> I mean, I'm a... Biggest fan He's of Colin Mockery as anyone.
3: <laughs> That's whose
0: line is oh, it anyone. Pardon the interruption. Who's on that one? Is that That's a the sports show? Oh. Where I... they like
2: do the countdown That's on the right Yeah, hands that is yeah.
0: a solid show, but yeah. it's been a long time since I've watched or listened yeah. to it. They're always showing it at the great clips. I just wanted to talk about Colin Mockery, but <laughs> I do like Colin Mockery. He's a stand-up guy. I like him.
2: Mm-hmm. Stand-up and, uh, guy. Uh, ah! Ryan Stiles. Uh, is it Ryan Styles? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, and Greg Poops. Proops, yeah. Proops. <laughs> yeah, there's an R in there. Great poopers. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, uh, Brady, Wayne Brady, was on there for quite a while.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poor man's Leonard Patterson. <laughs> 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 Leonard Patterson, like our former co-worker, correct? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I was you have to let me in on that one. That joke don't. is
0: for nobody who listens to this show. What if
1: Leonard's an avid listener?
0: I'd be shocked, but yeah. i you know, pleased, I guess.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy.
0: Yeah. Do you have... Uh, have you... Do you have him as a
2: Facebook friend no, or anything like that?
0: No. I just, not too long nobody. ago.
2: What's that? I have nobody from, I guess that's not true. I got Scott and Michael and oh. Jay. Oh, so you dropped uh, even Carla? This no, point? Carla, Carla. Oh, okay. We're still connected. Um, And
0: Katie? No, I dropped her. Oh, wow. Wow, you really have trimmed down your list. Uh, I guess Tracy.
2: Oh, okay. Um, well, this is the was, most inside baseball <laughs> talk yeah. we've ever had. Well, Katie, it was, and I had told her, um, like, when we started working together, we got together again and I started reporting to her, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I just like to keep, you know, some things private or whatever, you know, I mm-hmm. forget whatever. Yeah, that's fair. And, um. and it was all, and flip side of that too, you know, I wanted her to be able to, you know, say like, ah, oh, son of a bitch that reports to me, so, you know. <laughs> it was a son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, the
0: only reason I asked is because our friend that Brent mentioned is or was part of a band like a local band here yeah. that did covers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I tried to look for whatever reason, someone prompted me to look at their website the other day, and I saw mm-hmm. no uh, images of him on there at all. So no, I don't know if he is separated. Oh, did he, he? Did
2: he did like he left the band because like. He- he wanted to perform, start performing his own original stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so he left the band, but his like wife or whatever stayed with the band. And then I think she may have eventually left the band or whatever.
1: Okay. And now Are they probably, still together?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably one of those bands they have gone through like 37
1: you know, iterations
2: oh, okay. since then. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's a cover you know? band. I mean, they're, they're yeah. a good band. I mean, they play, you know. Yeah, the only original member is
2: the tambourine. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's the most important one, though. <laughs> <laughs> they're known exactly. statewide for their tambourine play. <laughs> exactly.
0: I may have to cut some of this. This is probably the most boring thing we've ever talked about on this show. Will you
1: keep the bit
2: about the tambourine? Sure, I like yeah. I'll, I'll keep a little bit
0: of it. Wouldn't
1: but it be fun to have a tangerine colored tambourine and make that like your... <laughs> <laughs> you could
2: even like... The Johnny Citrus experience. Yes.
1: <laughs> you could even like paint like a, like a little decal of a tangerine on the front of the tambourine in here. Mm-hmm. You
2: gotta paint the decal. Yeah. Well, decals look like a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, you put a tangerine sticker on your tambourine. Like, like, no,
0: no, no. Psych. <laughs> it was a blank sticker, and I painted that tangerine on it. Exactly.
2: Checkmate. <laughs> Got my airbrush kit at King's Island. <laughs> I took a break from my t shirt making. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some poor kid had to wait 20 minutes to get his Panama City Beach skyline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well worth it, though. <laughs>
0: all right ski well uh i don't know if i even uh, yeah i said the title so yes but you're ready to kick off whenever yeah as
1: as a recap uh before (laughs) i recap uh season six episode 22 what a difference a date makes oh yeah and the date it was uh originally aired was march 23rd 1991 checks Uh, out written by mark
2: (laughs) say what that checks out is it
1: yeah good 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 Mark Cherry and Jamie Wooten were the writers, and directed and by Lex Pasaris. Mm. Oh,
0: they they tried out a lot of different directors here. Mm. As a we few got right the in a row, half.
1: yeah. yeah trying they're to find the new Terry back Hughes. Back.
0: Yeah, no dice though. Yeah,
1: but uh, so yeah, we got some uh, fresh blood in there. Can we open in the kitchen. Uh, Blanche is going through uh, cabinets and containers in the kitchen, throwing away <laughs> snack foods. When Rose and Sophia walk in and see her, uh, Blanche explains that she's uh, going on a diet. Uh, so she can fit into her wedding dress, which is a tradition she's apparently been re- uh, repeating annually on her and George's anniversary. She shows Sophia that she's uh, trying a drink-it-off diet that includes uh, a single reasonable meal each day, uh, supplemented with uh, shakes, yeah. which is very common nowadays. Mm-hmm. Sophia comments that she prefers the Italian way, in which you get drunk, mouth off, and get your jaw wired
0: shut. Yeah. I remember that time you you mouthed off that softball. That's right. Yeah. So,
1: I have a little note here that someone who has had their uh, jaw wired shut, I cannot endorse this method. I don't, I don't know, know, man. Although I did works. lose a substantial amount of weight. <laughs> and you
0: were thin to begin with, and you still lost like 30 pounds with it that was jaw closer wired. to 40. Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: I think, because uh, I think at the time, and this is freaking shows how fat I've become now, <laughs> but I think I weighed like 180, 190, and I lost 40 pounds. Wow. Sure. It should... was right before your wedding that I got my... Uh, jaw unwired. Do you we, remember?
0: We appreciated that you tried to get in good shape for the wedding. <laughs> uh, see, now this fucker's not listening or responding. <laughs> Sorry. No, he
1: just feels bad. He's,
0: he does not feel got bad. a soft
1: spot for anyone with a jaw wired shut.
0: I think, though, that you should, uh, you should make a business, okay, where you wire people's jaws shut uh-huh. and you should be like, yeah, get your jaws wired shut. Better weight loss plan than cancer, you know, or something like that. You know, like there are, you know, some plenty of plenty of awful things that you can compare it to, you know, that you get to have shakes and whatnot, as many <laughs> shakes as you can drink.
1: <laughs>
0: and then after how long do you have well, it on, like you know, four months?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to ruin the episode for everybody, but, you know, you know, Lance struggles with her shake, mm-hmm. you know, diet. Um, you know, if you have your jaw wired shut, you don't have much of a choice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And you get to learn how to talk with your mouth wired shut. Mm-hmm. Lifelong skill. Yeah. If ever I could tell you.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He just, for, for the listening audience, <laughs> he just talked without moving his teeth. That's <laughs> right. So.
2: A solid I when, skill. I hate when he uses too much teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my uh, bad ventriloquist. Uh, act. <laughs> Is there a good ventriloquist? Uh, oh man, depends the... on your uh, definition of uh, what you like. Yeah, some people love that Jeff Dunham. Well, that's, I was
2: getting ready to say, so he was in town recently, <laughs> and um, a former boss of mine um, was at his concert ah. or whatever. Like his wife had tagged him as being there or whatever, and it was at like um, the Conseco Field House or something like that. And it looked like they were in the nosebleed seats. And I was thinking to myself, as like I cannot imagine how horrible a ventriloquist is when you're, you know, six hundred <laughs> yards away. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't even see. Exactly. You're just taking it upon faith. He's not moving his lips, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and it's something too where I don't know. I guess I shouldn't comment. I know that Jeff Dunham has a. Obviously, he's playing a freaking arena. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a yeah. twenty thousand seater. Yeah. I don't I'm well, sure they didn't have the entire thing open like he was doing it in the round. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> See in the back of a puppet's head.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Ski had a nickel for every time he'd see the back of a puppet's head.
0: <laughs> I'm not even sure what it means. I think the puppets might...
2: giving him fellatio. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> a lot of dick splinters. <laughs>
0: Well, what kind of puppet? Like, I mean, Jeff Dunham's are like a cloth mouth. <laughs> Why are you using like a Pinocchio wooden <laughs>
2: marionette? <laughs> Wood's the
0: only way to go for your wood. I but suppose. So. But anyway,
2: so, like, he was there, and I, and I moved on with my life. I was like, okay, you know, that's how he wants to spend his time. You know, more power to him. You know, no skin off my back, okay? But then, like, you know, like three days later or whatever, we were someplace, and I saw a girl with a like a Jeff Dunham concert hoodie on, or something like that. <laughs> that and that's what really started to make me angry. <laughs> I was like, you know, you want to go hang out and watch Jeff Dunham from six hundred yards away? That's fine, but to buy a sixty dollar hoodie to show people you were
1: there—you gotta get the merch. <laughs> that's just the bragging rights. But on um, the merch, no one will know I got to see him. <laughs> <I guess> so, <laughs> to, to to you know, sell myself up the river. I did buy my brother a uh, Weird Al Yankovic shirt when we went to go see him.
3: Nice. I have nice. no issue with Weird Al. Yeah,
0: like Weird Al is great. Um I, yeah. I'm not. I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of musical comedy. Yeah. Although I think it, his songs are good songs, yeah. not just funny.
2: Agreed. And I guess my issues with Jeff Dunham is just because the small sampling that I've seen, it didn't strike me as funny. Yeah. That's you know? a, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, like if he was legitimately funny, he has, like, more power to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the man's bringing back a lost art form. Yeah. You, know, you know, finally somebody's carrying on the legacy of Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just so much of it is just tropes um, uh-huh.
2: of various, you know,
0: yeah, the yeah. different puppets that he has. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. But, yeah. I, you know, like you said, it's really, I guess, no, nothing off me. And if someone wants to use their 60 hard-earned dollars uh-huh. <laughs> to promote their love of Jeff Dunham, I, you know, again, yeah. it's not 60 bucks they were planning to send to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So yeah. How much do you think we'd sell if we had a merch
1: table with us? <laughs> like here in the basement? Oh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> you had to attend the live taping in yeah. order to... <laughs> yeah. What exactly would we sell? I
0: had t-shirts with our logo on it and whatnot. <laughs> um... Maybe some of the cartoonized versions of a our tea faces. tea towel. Yeah. <laughs> Gently
2: used. Some tiny finger so puppets.
0: So now you're talking about eBay. <laughs> <Like> we're just, <laughs> just selling the shit that we've acquired over the course of the three years or whatever. Yeah, we've been we doing
2: finish this. our last episode. We should do a fire but sale for these microphones. So <laughs> yeah. we would
1: sign them out. <laughs> yeah. Their sign, signature for... Right, yeah. That would be worth so much. Yeah, we didn't make these. We had no hand in the production mm-hmm. of them. But we did sign them, and right. they are Golden Girls related.
0: Yeah, we used to be like autographed Rue McClanahan, whatever. <laughs> Not by Rue McClanahan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just has Rue
2: McClanahan's signature. What? On it.
0: Well, no, it just has a signature. It's yeah. autographed and has Rue McClanahan on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, quote term, yeah. Oh. All right, so you can go ahead. All right. is Oh yeah.
1: So we were talking about Jawarisch. What? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, Rose tells Dorothy that a man called for her. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sophia chimes in suggesting that they open up a uh, celebratory bottle of champagne as they may not get another chance. Although, I don't know. I think Dorothy's gotten lots of dates oh, in the course yeah. of the
0: series. The, the joke is almost a little ridiculous at this point because of how many people Dorothy has dated throughout the course of the yeah. series.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, mean, in
2: this episode
1: in, included. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, grand total, I'm sure she's probably ended up dating more people than... Rose.
0: Oh yeah, I think so. Because Rose has been in two committed relationships. Yeah, and then we'll just one, I guess. She, once she kills him, she yeah, can't date him again. That's true. Yeah.
1: Dorothy replies that they uh, could simply drink uh, the champagne at the wake, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, shuts her mother up real quick. Rose gives uh, <coughs> excuse me. Rose gives her the message and sees that she sees that a man named John Norretti, uh will be in Miami on business and wants to see her. Dorothy tells the girls that she sh- hasn't seen John in, like, 40 years and that he can hum- humiliate her by staying there up for their senior prom.
0: Yeah, I like that she describes him as a, a guy who humiliated her and then Dorothy, or excuse me, Rose says, could you narrow it down a bit, Dorothy? Um,
1: <laughs> that was a little rough, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was apparently... But it's earnest
0: because it's, uh-huh. it's Rose saying it. It's not like she's saying it necessarily to right, be To be mean. To be yeah. mean yeah. just yeah.
1: comes off as worse because it's true. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was apparently a tough and uh, somewhat rude uh, in high school, but Dorothy was in love with him. Sophia doesn't like the idea of her daughter going out with uh, the guy, but Dorothy is insistent that she see, or that he see how her life has turned out well, despite him. Uh, Blanche comments that Dorothy uh, doesn't know much about revenge. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that was solid.
1: Uh, We've changed scenes.
0: I was thinking, like, no offense, I mean, no offense, Who am I? That, that's the whole joke, but why would she think, here I am, you know, in my late fifties, early sixties, whatever, um, living in a house with three roommates and my, you know, one of them being Look my how mom. Good I'm, doing. I'm a substitute teacher. <laughs> like, what part of her life is enviable? <laughs> Where someone to be like, "Damn, I can't believe I missed out." I mean, uh-huh. it just, you know. I don't know. Like, it did seem like an odd thing to be like, I'm going to rub his nose in this substitute teaching gig that I have.
2: <laughs> exactly. So tell me, John, when's the last time you had loin of pork for dinner? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, So, yeah, change scenes. Dorothy enters the kitchen, and she's dressed up. Uh, Sophia implores her not to go out with John, stating that, you know, he hurt her once before. And What? Sophia implores Dorothy not to go out with John, gotcha. saying that uh, he'd hurt her before and he could uh, totally do it again. Yeah. Dorothy replies that she is not going out with him. Rose reminds her that uh, she mentioned making him suffer and points out that you know she'd probably have to date him to do that. Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of backhanded <laughs> comment. Dorothy explains that when he arrives, and of course he'll comment on how good she looks, uh, she'll act as uh, though she forgot they He's even had like, a plan. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, sir. <laughs> and as he, quote, crumbles, mm-hmm. she'll walk him to the door. Uh, Rose is uh, slated <clears throat> to help him help her out, though, if the plan needs uh, an assist. Right. Uh, Blanche enters the kitchen to uh, get her shake. Uh, Dorothy asks how she's doing with her diet. Blanche tells her it's a, it's a piece of cake. A big piece of chocolate cake with whipped cream, and coconut, and a lobster. <laughs>
2: I hope favorite. the lobster's
1: not on the cake.
0: Oh, that's my favorite kind of cake. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think she should, she should have just been like, oh, it's a piece of cake. A piece of cheesecake.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. That's a real missed opportunity. Mm-hmm.
1: True enough. Uh, Blanche, go ahead, what?
2: True dad <laughs> Go ahead. Grossied. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: gets a hold of herself and gets back to uh, making her, s- her uh, strawberry shake. I've never had lobster. Have you not?
2: Yeah. Really? Not, not like legit lobster, I don't think, with like the pinchers and the claws and the little hammer things and stuff.
0: Hmm. I think I have once yeah. I had it that way. I mean, but I've had But it. you're like, you haven't? Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, not, you're, like, you're more yeah. of a culinary person than I am, yeah. but... I, you Also, then gave him more qualifiers. So, when you mm-hmm. said I haven't, mm-hmm. like that would also indicate that you never had like a lobster roll or any other, kind yeah, of I've lobster had stuff like that, yeah. yeah. So, then yeah. it's less you know surprising. Gotcha. Like, I was like, I've never had a strawberry, like where I pick it right from the vine and put it in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like, initially, it's a really surprising <laughs> statement, but eventually, <laughs>
2: I've never had a strawberry. Like, you know, that you eat off Gina Lola Brigida's <laughs> tummy, right. <laughs> So initially you're like, what? And then you're like, oh okay, makes sense. sense, (laughs) That tracks. (laughs) I've only eaten one off of her stomach, so yeah, I get it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) One timers club? Yeah. That Morgan
2: County Fair goes all out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You love being part of 4 H.
1: Sophia comments that the strawberry (laughs) shake would go great with a burger. Mm -hmm. Uh, The doorbell rings, and Dorothy comments that it must be... Do you guys uh, like milkshakes with burgers?
2: I don't. No, I prefer to have
0: just a soft drink with a burger. But don't you like water with a lot of things? Yeah. I'd rather
2: have a shake than water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll get
2: iced tea, you know, unsweetened tea, you know? I'll have that with burgers and stuff. take a shake over that also. Yeah. Pizza, whatever. Pizza with your burger. (laughs) (laughs) Nice tea. Unsweetened tea with my pizza or whatever.
1: So I haven't gone there for a while, but for a while we went to Steak and Shake fairly uh, regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, And I'd usually get like the double burger, like the Frisco or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd get uh, water with my meal, but I'd Uh have a shake at the end. Yeah. Dessert. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sure so I, I guess that. you could kind of say I had the shake and dessert or yeah. burger, water but big, yeah. they were more disjointed than together. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: now did you dip the burger in the water, like Joey Chestnut style? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a, a big old waste of the burger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the bread is part of the best part of the Frisco burger, though. Yeah.
2: Like, if you were to list all the ways that the world is worse now than it was, like, when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. I would definitely put, like, the decline of Steak and Shake near the top of the reasons why. Top? Wow. <laughs> near the top.
0: I mean, they still exist, and they're outside decline. There's just no, fewer of them. Uh, no, May- maybe,
1: like, uh, you said the world. I would think that would be uh, something you could maybe attribute closer to our... Uh, Small branch of the like world, the Midwest or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess
2: first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I was always just a huge advocate for Steak and Shake, mm-hmm. and I love taking the kids there, you know. And now it's just all the ones that are left are all just ghetto, and a lot of them are only drive
1: through too. I've yeah, been told. Exactly. I think I uh-huh.
2: Yeah, that Big Larry guy really ran into the ground. Very yeah. sad. Yeah.
0: That's a shame, but I still wouldn't call it up in the top of my list of, you know, changes in the World last 20 decline. years. World decline. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years, whatever it's been.
2: It calls them like I sees them.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Je- the doorbell rings and Dorothy comments that must be John and she hopes she can be mean enough. <laughs> right. Uh, Rose suggests that uh, she treat him like she does to her when she tries to swipe bacon off of her plate in the- uh, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, they, li- they head in the living room. Meanwhile, Sophia stays in the kitchen to torment Blanche more about her diet, ultimately shoveling, I think it's a declare, uh, in front of her as she leaves the room. Yeah. In the living room, Dorothy uh, has Rose wait for the doorbell to ring a few times before answering it, just to build anticipation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: make him wait. Uh, she preps herself to torment the man, but when he enters, she uh, he states how lovely she is and uh, how, she, how good she looks. She blurts out, I love you. And she tries to play it off by restating that she'd uh, I'd love you to introduce you to my roommate Rose. Mm-hmm. He then asks if she's ready as they have a reservation at 8.30. Again, she blurts out, take me. And then tries to correct her statement again by saying, uh, take me out for dinner.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, John exits and uh, Rose holds Dorothy back, reminding her about the uh, her plan to make him suffer. Mm-hmm. Dorothy tells him that she will in the morning. She'll explain what a lousy lover he was. Yep. Uh, chain scene. We see Dorothy and John at a medieval-themed restaurant with hmm. suits of armor, a juggler, and people in old-timey outfits and servers. It's been
0: nice for Dorothy to see her dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Before,
2: <laughs> before we talk about that, real quick. Um, so John was played by Hal Linden, Barney Miller himself. Mm-hmm. You know, still looking handsome mm-hmm. and stuff. You know. So, anyways, but yeah, like when Sal shows up, I was angry. Yeah, it's one of those things that like if he would have been like the the court jester, and then they cast him as Sal, it's like, that's fine, you know, but to go the other way, not cool. It's almost like, did he need, like, a role to
0: keep his SAG insurance going? (laughs) And they were just trying to be nice, like, yeah, we love, you know, we love him, so we'll bring him in for an episode, but...
1: Kind of a demeaning... (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, he is a comedian, so I mean, I don't know that it's demeaning uh, for someone who's a comedic actor, but still, Mm -hmm. but I agree with what Brent said, I think they... It's odd to have him come back as a lesser role <laughs> yeah. than what it's, is. It's
1: less than flattering of an outfit.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But did uh, you see his junk?
1: Whew. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to watch it again, Alan. <laughs> Put it in slow
2: motion. Mm-hmm. Don't you watch him in, like, three times
1: speed? Uh, when I re-watch the one I'm doing a recap, I do it usually in uh, one and a half times speed. You're <laughs> <So laughs> he's going
2: to watch it in regular speed now? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I watched it all the way through regular speed first for all gotcha. the episodes. Gotcha. Uh, oh yeah, anyway, got some people in old-timey outfits. A jester comes up and <laughs> tells, <old-timey>. them <laughs> to, uh, tells them... Real old-timey. Tells about the meal options. Uh, There's a Mitchell singing uh, Gilligan's Island theme in the middle, like in a middle-age type tune. Yeah, on his lute. Yeah, the jester is, yeah. yeah. as you mentioned, uh, They talk uh, over their cups of grog and discuss life, or they talk over their their cups of grog.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, Dorothy remembers how rough and tumble John was as a youth, saying that he was uh, quite the delinquent. He explains that he now sells spray paint. Mm -hmm. The irony is not lost on Dorothy. (laughs) John asks uh, her if she's uh, free for the following Friday, as he will be in town a few more days. She explains that the high school where she teaches is having their prom, uh, and she has uh, volunteered to chaperone the dance. He asks if she if, he, if she's allowed to bring a date as he'll buy her a corsage. She kind of laughs it off and she tells him that you know if he comes, make it an orchid and uh, not to forget to show up this time around uh, since he did start their prom. right. John seems quite confused by this statement. Dorothy reminds him that you know he stood her up back when they were kids, but he insists that uh, he did show up but Sophia told him that uh, he was dressed like a bum and tossed him out. She adds that uh, on the way out of the uh, restaurant, she'd like to stop by the gift store to buy a spiked mace. Mm-hmm. I think she calls it like a ball on, spiked ball and stick. Oh,
0: right, yeah.
1: And we change scene again. Uh, we see Dorothy uh, entering the house, smiling at her uh, mother. Sophia immediately knows that uh, she has cause for concern and tries to make an escape. But Dorothy asks her to stay and talk a bit. She does ask Rose if they can talk privately, and she obliges, saying that she recognizes that tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, somebody's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. that,
0: was, that was one of my favorite lines of the episode. It had a little bit of like a, I don't know, creepy vibe to it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll
2: never tell. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what movie is that from? I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> Take it up with your wife, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, a few weeks back, or months, or years—I don't know—at some point we were talking about that. Was it? Um, uh, Brittany Murphy. Yeah, the movie. What was it called? Don't tell. Something don't like talk. That. Something like yeah. Now. Um, I don't know what it was,
0: it was something that we watched together. Apparently, yeah. yeah. That I didn't remember at all. Like I've never seen that.
2: And Sherry's like, we watched that
0: with Brent. Exactly. <laughs> I was, you know,
2: after we did our podcast, you know, I was trying to slink out the door. <laughs> Alan's wife was like. And you were right. That son of a bitch has seen (laughs) the Murphy movie. And I was like, "Thank you for the validation." (laughs) So yeah.
0: So if you're if you're a really really detailed listener, Uh then yes, Brent was correct, and I was wrong, Uh at least according to Sherry.
2: Yeah. Um, Although in hindsight, I think Sherry was just telling me that uh, because she wanted her fact check sticker. Uh (laughs) There you go. That's a good
1: way to earn one. There you go.
2: Has anybody claimed one? No, they have not. Oh. <laughs> so. Has that episode aired? Yeah, it has. Really? Oh.
0: So, yeah. Apparently, uh, it's not as hot a commodity as you would have thought. It is not.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, you know. they're just building them up. They want to get a bunch of stickers at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
2: about a metric ton. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be sending out, like, oh, my God, this month I had to spend $200 on postage because.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's like, ordered straight from the manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just ship it here to
1: Lisa. <laughs> No, they're they're them up so we can save on postage.
0: Oh, okay. So that they to, would, yeah, so we'll just be sending one at a time one in person, it? like thirty yeah. stickers. That's <laughs>
1: right. They've heard the podcast. They yeah. know that we're in dire straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy confronts her mother about uh, sending John away. You know, when they're kids, she does admit to it, saying that uh, she told him to uh, come back when he had a decent jacket and tie, assuming that he'd return. Uh, when he didn't, she was afraid to tell her daughter, as uh, she knew how upset she'd be. Uh, she asked Dorothy what uh, the big deal is so many years later. Her daughter exclaims back, Stanley's born, ma." Uh, she goes on to say that when Stan asked her out, she didn't think she could do any better because mm-hmm. she'd been rejected by John. I thought she had. Uh, leading to their date and her unexpected pregnancy. Then fast forward to many years of uh, with a cheating husband. She blames Sophia for taking away her choices and altering her life. She asks how she can ever forgive her for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Which, you know, it's it's a little bit harsh to uh, hear all that, but the response, I think, was a little bit rough, too. Yeah. Blanche enters the kitchen. Uh, all the girls are making food. Uh, and of course, she's on her diet. Yeah. She announces that she's there for her sensible meal and goes to the fridge to get a, t- a tuna quiche, mm-hmm. which does mm-hmm. not sound overly sen- sensible. I don't, I don't know. It could be <laughs> sensible. It just doesn't sound very good to me. No. Yeah,
2: it doesn't sound very appetizing. Mm-hmm.
1: Rose admits that she had a "quote little pie" as a snack, and that it was very fishy. Mm-hmm. Blanche grabs her and starts to shake her violently, clearly losing control from hunger. Dorothy steps in and pulls her away. Blanche apologizes, realizing that she had attacked her friend. She asks aloud, oh, "What did I just do?" And then Rose shows her by shaking her in return. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty good line. Yeah. Dorothy tells her uh, that they had uh, all known—they all know how hard dieting can be. Uh, citing the time that she and Stan were attempting a substitute sex for food when they get hungry type of diet. But Dorothy says that she'd gained 18 pounds through the process. <laughs> Blanche uh, uh, calms herself down and tells them that uh, since tomorrow is her anniversary, so time's basically up, she'll just go ahead and uh, drink her last shake. So was that
2: Dorothy saying that they never had sex? I, I guess, but I thought the whole idea was that that. You would replace
0: food with sex.
2: That's what I was thinking.
0: And so, I, yeah, I guess I can't really, I don't understand I thought, it, I didn't get the impression that it was the diet where <laughs> you got to choose between the two. Yeah. I thought it was something where it's like, okay, if you get hungry, then you do this instead. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really get how she would have gained 18 pounds from it. Yeah. So,
1: I guess she just was never hungry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then how would she gain weight if she never ate?
1: Mm. I I have no answer. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get the joke. Water but at retention. At the same time, the joke wasn't uh,
1: yeah.
2: well thought out. Yeah, in my opinion. Maybe she just lies there. Like could she, be. She didn't burn any calories. <laughs> yeah. <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they hadn't been doing that, she had been up doing the dishes or right, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe the joke
1: is that Stan is such a lousy lover. Mm, could be. So, yeah, so she says she'll go ahead and drink her last shake since, you know, tomorrow's the uh, anniversary. When she goes to look for it, of course, it's not there. Rose silently kind of slinks behind Dorothy for cover. Uh, Finally, she uh, tells Blanche that she uh, needed something to wash down uh, the little pie. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fishy. (laughs) Just makes her feel better. Keep
2: going back to. (laughs) I hate that fishy little pie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, "If it makes you feel better, I'm still hungry." Yeah. (laughs) Lynch angrily yells at her. Uh, yeah, you can't just eat one <laughs> fishy pie. <laughs> it was a snack, you know. Stacking
2: stack it on a fishy pie, you're going to want another. <laughs> Six hours later.
1: <laughs> uh, so, you know, angrily she just yells at her, just shut up, you babbling, bubble-headed, bleach blonde, dot, dot, dot. Sophia gives her the alliteration assist with baboon. Mm-hmm.
0: I literally wrote here, you know, the... Babbling, uh, bubble headed bleach bond, and I put dot 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 and baboon <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that. So, actually, you're not right on the same wavelength with that one. There you
1: go. I even tried to do the alliteration assist, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, could have come up with something better, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh-huh. Anyway, change scene again. John arrives to pick up Dorothy for the prom. Great, right? You're right, yeah, says
2: <laughs> that is an accurate representation of what happened.
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying, but they're old.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he says he's hello to Sophia. Didn't didn't she take um
2: the Glenn to the prom also? She might
0: have. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she has worked at that school for a long. Or maybe I don't know if it was yeah. the prom. It might have been a homecoming dance or yeah, something, something. But something similar, anyway. Yeah.
1: So he says hello to Sophia. Says so she looks, you know, she has an age of day or something, right? Mm-hmm. She does not respond to him. So she, he speaks louder. She then tells him that she can still hear him. Uh, but then misquotes him entirely <laughs> under mm-hmm. her breath. Dorothy comes out uh, in a long gown and gives her, uh, he, I think he gives her a box corsage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they go to leave, but Rose insists on taking their picture before they head to the prom. Mm-hmm. They leave, and Rose comments that she never got uh, to attend the the junior prom at St. Olaf, as it was only for people named Junior. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite junior? Um, Ken Griffey?
1: Hmm. Sayao. Who what? Junior, junior Sayao. Junior Football senior. player.
0: Oh, okay. But he's not, he's not the junior in the way that you're saying junior is his first name. Gotcha. So, who's your favorite junior?
2: Oh, maybe Robert Downey Jr. Okay, that's good, good Probably choice. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be my favorite, yeah. honestly.
0: I'll go ahead and bump him above Ken Griffey. Mm. How about Morton Downey Jr.? Nope, definitely Robert above him. Mm. How about
2: Junior Samples? Mm, no. Mm. Who? Junior Samples
1: from Hee Haw? Oh, I didn't mm. even know that name. Hee Haw is a show. I, I am aware of that. <laughs> It had the haystacks, remember? It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and the jokes. Yes. It yeah. <laughs> was a good show. Yeah. I want to say they had
2: singing even. Mm-hmm. They did. They yeah. did. Hooting and hollering. <laughs> Buck Owens. Roy Clark. Minnie Pearl. Mm-hmm.
1: Junior Samples. Junior Samples. He could have gone to the prom. He could have. Know why, you know. He could have. Sophia gives her or signature look.
2: I think that's where he Haw took place. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So, Sophia gives her signature look of confused but somewhat indifferent.
2: I don't know much more about hee
1: <laughs> I bet you can figure it
2: out. We <laughs> give you time.
1: <laughs> Ski's at the end of
2: his rope with me in my <laughs> feet on nonsense.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just, I just have you know, confidence that you can find it quite. Easy. Oh, yeah. I don't have any doubt. <laughs> you're you a hell of a uh, researcher, so. No, okay. <laughs> I, actually, that would be a good episode. If you want to just one day forego the <laughs> recap. We just <laughs> talk about Hee Haw for 60 knowledge. minutes. Yeah. Say, yeah, Please don't um, give many any ideas. <laughs> Rose got in trouble. They bailed her out at the uh-huh. end. Okay, now on to Hee <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that's probably a, yeah. a plot in the future. Mm-hmm. Then Blanche uh, walks out of the living room wearing her uh, bright red wedding dress. Rose tells her congratulations that she fit into it, but is surprised to see that she uh, wasn't dressed in white. Blanche explains, though, it's one thing to hear like, people snickering about a white dress at some weddings, but if she'd worn a white dress, not even she could have kept a straight face.
2: Yeah. But you think Rose would have seen this when they took the previous pictures each year? <laughs>
1: every year, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. She might have been uh, less surprised. Yeah, I would think so. Because they clearly all talked about it before yeah. that she mm-hmm. was going through this every year, so... Mm-hmm.
0: That is one of her most famous costumes, though. Like I think they even did a Hallmark ornament of her Re- in that red dress. Yeah, you're
1: right. I think I remember that. Didn't we have that one? Or do you, ha- you I, have it? I don't,
0: I don't have it, but...
1: Maybe I just saw it in the Hallmark store or something. Probably. Probably before we ever started this. Perhaps. Otherwise, I would have bought it for sure. Hmm. Rose takes uh, her picture. Sophia gracefully admits that uh, she didn't think she'd make it, that she wouldn't be able to get the dress on. Blanche comments on how proud George would be of uh, you know, how she's kept her body in good shape, and it's as tight as the day they were married. Right. Although I, I don't know that's the right uh, choice of words for her. <laughs>
3: no, perhaps not.
1: <laughs> uh, she turns to walk back to her room, and her dress is uh, either open wide in the back or possibly the zipper tour. Yeah, one of the. two. They don't really
2: explain it. Maybe she parted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she parted. <laughs> her <laughs> rose stops. Go stops her at first, but uh, when Blast turns around, she decides not to I'll tell have her. have no fury
2: like a tuna quiche toot.
1: <laughs> well, she didn't get the tuna quiche. That's so true. I
2: assume she made a 2nd I'm sure it's just like a can of tuna and she cracks an egg in it. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: <laughs> and maybe maybe she had several quiches. Maybe that was her last quiche. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like she made a week supply of quiches. Exactly. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with the shakes, yeah. She did the meal. It's a, reasonable, it's a reasonable meal, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's sensible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's wide open in the back. Uh, Rose stops her, but you know, when she turns around and she says, oh, nothing, she decides not to tell her about the dress in the back. Mm-hmm. But when Blanche turns back around and heads to her room, Rose snaps another picture and smiles to herself.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The chain scene again. Uh, Dorothy and John arrive home. Dorothy's home both agreeing that it was an enchanting evening, Mm -hmm. which happens to be reminiscent of the theme from the prom that they missed. Uh, The theme of this prom was wear a condom. Yeah. uh, Which Dorothy comments should be the slogan for the school, and then she wishes that Stan had heeded such advice. Yeah. I guess wishing away her children. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, John admits that uh, one of the reasons he wanted to see her after so many years was to show her that you know, he turned out okay. She tells him that she had wanted the same, actually. Uh, they both both agree that most kids in high school are a mess, including themselves, uh, trying to figure it all out. Dorothy remembers that there was one girl that she thought had it all together, Roseanne Dora Durasmo, mm-hmm. I forget how it's pronounced. Uh, she wonders what happened to her and John says, oh, yeah, yeah, she uh, became a bitter, lonely old lady that got a good deal of money following our divorce. Right, so, yeah. obviously, he got with her. They say their sweet goodbyes. Uh, John apologizes for the, not uh, making things work out better when they were younger. Dorothy tells him not to blame himself, as it was her, her mother's fault. John, however, puts a different spin on the uh, situation, tells Dorothy it was kind of a turning point in his life. When Sophia saw uh, his messy, messy clothes and poor attitude, uh, she told him, you know, he wasn't good enough for her girl. John says, you know, he wants to thank Sophia for setting him straight. Uh, he goes on to tell her how nervous he was about possibly even the goodnight kiss at the end of the night. Dorothy stops him in the middle and of his explanation by kissing him. Uh, after he looks up uh, at her, he tells her it was worth waiting for. Right. Which this is like their third date or something. No, it's their second date, I
0: guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: he asks you know, if he can call her next time he's in town, and she gladly agrees. Uh, he gives her a peck on the cheek and heads out. Dorothy walks in the living room where Sophia is sitting on the couch, uh, knocked out. She walks over and uh, mm-hmm. gives her mother a kiss on the forehead. Sophia wakes up from napping, saying, Don't take me, death. Don't <laughs> take me. <laughs> Dorothy apologizes to her mother for saying you know, some of the mean things earlier that day. She says that it's her life and it's her responsibility and we all make the best decisions we can with what we know and see in front of us. All right. Sophia tries to use the same logic to explain why she sent John away uh, from their high school prom. Uh, she just wants the best for her little girl. Dorothy's somewhat surprised that uh, she still thinks of her as her little girl. Uh, but Sophia says, of course. And uh, motions for her to sit on her lap, even. Mm-hmm. Dorothy points out to the No, it's crazy. I'm a grown woman. She finally agrees to it, though. Sophia you know, immediately realizes this was a poor idea kind of wincing in pain with her daughter on her lap. Uh, they settle for her sitting on the couch next to her, though. She kind of leans her head on her, and she tells her mother about how wonderful the night was, saying it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, she continues to describe the dance as the scene kind of fades out. Yeah, And then we close.
0: Yeah. The only issue that I really have in the general sense is that it's like, yes, this situation definitely turned John's life in a much better way than it was going, uh-huh. but it turned Dorothy's life in a much worse way than it was going. I mean, <laughs> she was apparently with a very desirable guy. I mean, uh-huh. the most put-together girl in school is the one who ended up with him. Yeah. Like, he was definitely, like, someone who, you know, you would feel good about yourself that he was going out on a date with you. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you yeah know, she could have been the
2: good influence on him. Yeah, you know? um,
0: but, yeah, it, it turned... I mean, granted, maybe things would have still turned out poorly, would never know, you uh-huh. know. No, uh, what is it like? No river so long it doesn't have a bend. Or yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's. Do uh, you I, always record these barefoot? What's that? Typically, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm barefoot. I have socks on. Okay. So, but yeah, I rarely wear shoes during mm-hmm. the recording. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, right. it clomps too long, loud on this carpet floor. Gotcha. I'm just kidding. But um, I'm sorry. I totally. That's fine. You. You're um, making a good point. Yeah. No that's no all. river
2: so long that it doesn't bend.
0: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, other than that, just the fact that. Yes, Dorothy's life still could have turned out poorly in different ways, but her life seemed to take a hard turn one direction, whereas John's
2: a hard turn the other. I mean, do you think it's more likely that she would have been a good influence on him or he would have been a worse influence on her?
0: I think it would have been more likely that with the influence of Sophia and uh, Sal, that they would have been more of a good influence
1: on I don't know. Look how Sal turned out. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Look at Phil.
2: Phil ended up in a trailer home. Had the same parents. And that's true. I mean, do you think John and Dorothy would have ended up in that trailer home? Yeah, you with know, though, Phil? Phil,
0: though he had a lot of kids and whatnot. Like, and we really don't know what Phil's living situation was because I think there was a lot of lies told by Sophia because of her. That's true. Dislike. They may have lived in a decent house, and you know, all that. I don't know that they lived in the squalor that she. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Portrayed picture as. I mean, they may have lived modestly because they had a big family, but mm-hmm. um, that said, I don't know. A big family that didn't bother to come to his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> right? His wife showed up, at yeah, least. Yeah, that's true.
1: Maybe everyone else had to work. You know, mm-hmm.
0: It is rough. It's hard to get in time off work to go to your parents' funeral. True, so
1: yeah. States away, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Well, Ski, uh, do you want me to go over the guest actors first, or do you want to regale us with a tale of St. Olaf first?
1: I can, if you prefer that first, or we can do it I'd rather have that as the finale. All right.
0: You want the St. Olaf as the finale? Yes. Okay. Well, then we had a few guest actors there. Of course, Sid Melton was back, yeah. um, but in a much uh, lower Different. role. Don yeah. the Fool, his seventh <laughs> of eight episodes. Uh, we had a. I
1: thought it was Sal the Silly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we had a Nick Jameson. He played the minstrel. Uh, 302 titles to his name, which is a ton. This is only Golden Girls, but. The vast majority of those titles are like video game, voiceover work, a mm-hmm. lot of video games, some <clears throat> cartoons. Yeah. He did act and other things too, but there was really nothing as I was scrolling through mm-hmm. that stood out as something that was...
1: It would have been really great if they could have gotten someone from Gilligan's Island to do yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> like John, John Denver
0: was there. Um, or Bob Bob Denver, Denver yeah. So I, I wanted John Denver. Either one. <laughs> Either one. I was just doing a completely different thing. I was talking about Brent. <laughs> I think it would have also been awesome. <laughs> if instead of someone from Gilligan's Island, if they had John Denver there,
1: <laughs> exactly. or Bob Seeger maybe, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we Did also put his own spin on it. Uh-huh. We also have. Oh, go ahead. We, I was
2: gonna, oh, I may have told the story previously. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> do you, you want to tell it, or <laughs>
1: don't want to chance it? It's like when, it, for a brief
2: time, like. <clears throat> I was going into the office. This was a few years ago, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, they called us back, like, certain ones of us. Like, they're like, fine, everybody can go home, okay? But then there were a few months, like, coast is clear, people, come back to the work, Ah. you know? Um, And so, uh, me and my um, three cohorts there, we would show up extra early, like at 6.30 in the morning, that way we could leave early, Mm because they were like, you know, you can come in early and leave early if you want to, so we did that so we could avoid, you know, the hoi ploi and everything, Um, like just associated with people who were not wearing masks or doing anything like that, so we would show up early, and then around eight o'clock, when other people would start to show up, um, we would always like book the conference room from eight o'clock until like three in the afternoon. Oh. And the three of us would just sequester there in the conference room, and you know, keep our distance from everybody. Yeah, because um, we knew that we were all you know staying safe and everything. And it's like, well, I trust you, and you trust me. So mm-hmm. anyway, prior to us going into that conference room, we'd be out on the floor, and they'd always have the. Um, one of the local radio stations playing over the Muzak. Um, and it was like some classic rock station, but it wasn't like one of the big three or whatever. It was mm-hmm. like the eighth-ranked uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> and I just remember that it would be like, you know, 6.45, 7 o'clock in the morning, and fucking Bob Seeger's We've Got Tonight would come on. <laughs> and I would always just get so angry. I was like, it's too early in the day to be singing about how We've Got Tonight... <laughs>
0: That was just what they could afford.
2: Well, yeah, it was like that, or it'd be like Hollywood Nights, or just nah. these random Bob Seeger songs <laughs> that were just so inappropriate based upon the time of the day. <laughs> Say nothing about the fact that it was an office environment. Right. Uh, well, uh, that aside, um. <laughs> do do like Bob Seger. though. Oh, I do. I love uh, Bob Seeger. Yeah, I just, not in the office at 645 in the morning, <laughs> 7 in the morning. Bob Seeger, you know, that's a. That's a Saturday night type thing or mm. maybe Sunday morning in certain situations. But, yeah, no, it's not party music <laughs> 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 or regretful.
1: They're just music. trying to wake you up in the morning, so talk about the evening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey,
2: everybody, tell me everything you know about Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and then go you buy seem, a Chevy. <laughs>
0: it makes you seem so old to be like, Bob Seger, that's party music. That's <laughs> Saturday night. Maybe if it bleeds over into Sunday morning, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, you could basically say like a big band type situation. You wouldn't sound much older. <laughs> at this point.
2: Benny Goodman and the Silver Bullet <laughs> Band. Yeah. <laughs> But that's
0: not for the work day, that's got too much pep in my stuff.
2: Exactly, <laughs> I don't need that much octane at the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: need a little Lawrence Welk or whatnot to get me through my day, keep me on a nice even keel. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Well, anyway, we had a couple more guests, of course. Uh, Dana, well, not of course. Dana Daniels was an mm-hmm. uncredited juggler. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 titles for that person. This is the only Golden Girls and mm-hmm. nothing else of uh, substance. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, Howland was mm-hmm. John. 206 titles for his name, mm-hmm. although not a lot of those were as an actor, like 70-odd, I think, as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, only Golden Girls, and, of course, all the episodes of Barney Miller as mm-hmm. the yeah. titular character. Yeah, so. yeah have to C. With lemon and Mathau. Oh yeah, that was a good one. A he did Man and too. Very nice. So, Brent, I don't think I need to ask you, but who was your MVP? That oh, was Hal Linden. Yeah, I figured it would be. Yeah,
2: I love that mustachioed bastard.
0: <laughs> and how about Juski? He's uh, like the George Clooney of his day. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah,
1: definitely has a Clooney feel. Yeah. I picked Sophia. I said uh, that her low-key torture of Blanche was funny, and also uh, I thought it was sweet that she cared enough about her daughter to ruin her prom. <laughs> And then lie about it for many decades later, trying desperately to cover her tracks. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's
0: funny because she cared someone. She cared enough about her daughter to ruin her prom and subsequently her life. <laughs> um, well, I figured Brent was going to vote for John because I also voted for John. Yeah, um, I thought he did a, a great job in his parts in the episode. Um, so and he
1: turned out to be a stand-up guy too. Yeah, certainly he did. Definitely, you know, he wasn't the jerk that she painted him out to be before yeah. he was introduced.
0: So how many Little. slices of cheesecake for you? Oh, do you have something, Brent?
2: Uh, just we talk about George Clooney for a second. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're, we're low on time, aren't we? <laughs> oh, we're about an hour. He oh, we are? In, yeah. He was oh, okay. in Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was. And, and an episode Facts of The of Golden Girls. And Facts of Life. Yeah. Is that all? And an episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, well, yeah, I know. And Saturday the 14th Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Or Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Ocean's or... 13. uh uh-huh. And 11.
1: <laughs>
2: was he in 12? Oh, yeah. I was hoping it would bring
1: up 12. you well, we got all that I was just hoping it would, <laughs> I I would it would just stand, like, yeah. empty. <laughs> um,
2: anyways, so we were at this fancy mall. Um, of America? No, no. Hmm. Um, they're out, outside of Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, okay. It was, like, the mall with, like, the Lego Discovery Center and the oh, Lego okay. store and, like, the American Girl store and, you know, your high-class mall. Sure. You mm-hmm. know? And, and was, they had um, one of those Nespresso places, okay. you know, for coffee. And, like, George Clooney, I guess, promotes them or does something. like So they had, like, a big, giant, like, you know, I don't know, 12-foot-tall George Clooney with a little smirk on his face mm-hmm. drinking his Nespresso, <laughs> you know. And we decided, like, oh, we're going to grab a cup of coffee here because we had a little bit of time while we are waiting for our reservation. Um, and so we're standing in line, and there's, like, 30 people in line, And my wife was like, so what is this? And I was like, oh, it's just an espresso store. And she's like, you mean like the little pods? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, so you're telling me there are 30 people in line in order to basically get a fancy version of the Keurig? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, we're not getting coffee here. (laughs) It's basically like, I like like a free sample at, you know, Sam's Club or something.
1: <laughs> like
2: literally, it's just a dude behind the counter putting a pod in a machine and mm-hmm. <laughs> closing the lid and pushing a button, and like, here's an espresso.
1: It's <laughs> a lot of effort. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. your fingers could get exhausted, exactly. sore, even calloused. Mm-hmm. What if you so, burn yourself? Mm-hmm. You
0: could. I've you know, I thought the story was going to be that like uh, Helena just got lost in George Clooney, 12-foot-George Clooney's eyes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Go
1: home and have the best rod dream of your life. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would that bother you? Would that bother you if, if it was the best encounter that the two of you had ever had together, but you knew she was thinking about George Clooney the whole time? Or would you be cool with that? Like, well, you're the one who's on the receiving end, not George Clooney, so who cares?
2: <laughs> Joke <laughs> on him. Yeah. Start buying some George Clooney
1: like posters. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'll send him little postcards like, fair fair. Your wife has to think about me now. <laughs> <laughs> with, with like a picture of you with a big, cheesy smile. <laughs> Drinking no, a, drink no. a, no. <laughs> drink a coffee from Speedway. Right. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> I'd love the idea that you and him become pin pals.
1: I, I would love if you would actually spend like the entire money to get like a twelve foot Brent <laughs> sent to Clooney. It would probably be flagged as some kind of terrorist thing.
0: I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean twelve feet, like I don't think terrorists and like giant bombs. It would have to be assembled, you know? Yeah. Mm. All right, well, Brent, uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this
2: get for you? Like I'm shipping it flat, and he has to like unfold it, and then the like little flaps behind the legs, he has to pop out yeah. in order to stand. So him. his
1: wife can look at it, look into your eyes, and then fall in love
2: with you forever and always. It's like I can't believe I'm doing this origami thing just to help this man with his spite.
1: <laughs> That's part of the revenge. Mm.
0: Or just part of the friendship. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know okay. what things are going to turn into between you two.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you include the best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you get him, see if he can come on to our podcast. As a throwback, you know, he mm-hmm. was on the Gold Girls, too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some serious insight. Okay. Let us
2: know how it turns out. All right. When George and I have our third hangout. I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is the traditional <laughs> podcast asking hang out among exactly. fellas. <laughs> you don't want to throw that out in the first no, second definitely time. not. Exactly. Um, all right. So, uh, ski. How many slices of cheesecake did you give this episode?
1: Six point five.
0: Solid score. How about you, Brent?
2: Uh, um, four.
1: Four. You didn't
0: like the episode? I
2: thought it was fine. Needed more. Needed more Christy McNichol. but <laughs> <laughs> it was short on that. It was, as all subsequent episodes are going to be, <laughs> except for
0: one. She does appear one more time. Yeah, that's true. It's so, the so 6.5 for me also. I'm a little surprised to hear really? low score. Yeah. Like oh, wow. The, that was a solid episode. Yeah. I mean, I obviously won't uh, be competing because of your, uh, you know, lesser opinion, but that's all right. I don't
1: think it, it was one of those ones like you, you guys have pe- pointed out that several episodes here in the last, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. season six overall, they've had at least one or two points where one of the characters has kind of looked either really stupid or real vain or selfish mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think this episode had any of that. You don't no. think
2: Blanche and her tiny fish pie?
1: Uh, I mean she was. I I I ranked that to hangry. Okay, fair enough.
0: Well, uh, so she Steve, did apologize at least. That is true.
1: And then she got you know her comeuppance when Rose shook her good. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, before I sign this episode off, Ski, I'm hoping that you will regale us with a tale from Saint Olaf. Yes, I, I
1: have one. I I don't know if it'll be good. We'll <laughs> see. Once upon a time in Saint Olaf. Rose's sister, Holly, had been dating a boy named Ronald Ronald Schofenhauser Heiser. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. his first and middle name were both Ronald. Both of them were in their mid-20s and heard about a second-chance prom uh, for adults over 21. Neither of them had attended their junior prom, both of them not being named junior, uh, but also skipped their senior prom as they assumed the rule carried over, and neither of them was named senior either. Mm. Uh, The ticket admission covered entrance to the dance, a fancy dinner, and a full open bar for all attendees. The decorations were very nice, and the theme was Under the Norwegian Moon. The stage had been decorated to look like a Viking longship uh, with a live band performing on the deck. The evening started out very nice, and the dinner was quite tasty. Then after a song, Ronald uh, pulled Holly off the dance floor and pulled out a flask of gin from his uh, jacket. He explained that he was going to spike the punch, which seemed to be the preferred beverage of the night.
2: Even with the open bar? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holly reminded him that everyone has access to a full bar with the price of the dance. (laughs) Ronald replies, yeah, you can get drunk on purpose if you want, but nobody will expect it from the punch. Mm. Uh, It's 'er not air (laughs) do-well. The punch continued to be the popular drink of choice.
2: Sober driver's my ass. (laughs)
0: This twist is coming
1: early. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Hollywood later hear from from another friend that had also attended the dance that
2: this anecdote does not have the full support of Mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Five other young men had had the same idea, Ah. but had added their concoctions before Ronald. Mm.
2: So it's like a Long Island iced tea up in there.
1: Right. (laughs) There were five alcohol related car crashes.
2: <laughs>
1: from the prom titties that night, too, too fatal. <laughs> the second chance, <laughs> the second chance prom was discontinued from that point forward. <laughs>
3: Very good. The, <nice>. the <laughs>
2: I think Ski's going to blow a three on the breathalyzer. <laughs> if we can get him to breathe. All right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I thought...
2: Those fatalities were so funny. <laughs>
1: well, they're imaginary. I don't feel too bad, I guess. <laughs>
0: well...
2: Um, on that on, on that high note,
1: um, I think they had a good time with the,
2: with the dance, though. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> the splendid time was had by all, except for the friends and family of the five. <laughs> the, well, the, the five
0: crashes and the two fatalities. Yeah, and we only know that there was fatalities in that crash. We really don't know how many people were involved. It could be at least four people. It could be more. Exactly, <laughs>
2: several maimings. Yeah, a lot of people are now going to need rides to work because they got their <laughs> license suspended. <laughs> Maybe some pedestrians were hurt. It could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good time was that by all, though. <laughs> you know, The two fatalities, you know, is a husband-wife duo, so now they've got their six orphaned kids. <laughs> no, no, It just
1: said two fatal crashes. It didn't say, like you said, how many people were actually killed. Well, there had to be at least two, right? Well, two, two of the car crashes had fatalities. So uh-huh. you
0: could technically have just two total people yeah. died.
1: But no. you could have as many as 20 or more, I think.
0: Yeah, I could be a drunk bus driver for <laughs> yeah. all we know.
2: <laughs> the two people
1: who died could have had children together, is That's, what I'm
0: saying. Uh, well, if only two people died, then it's unlikely, because why would they be driving separately?
2: They're too drunk to realize they rode together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he walked home. It is St.
0: Olaf. <laughs> it is St. Olaf, after all. That's true. Fair enough. That would have been the twist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if anybody would like to hear Brent's prediction for how the story is going to go, keep mm-hmm. listening after these, uh, <laughs> after the credits. we got a little bonus content at mm-hmm. the end. But I think
1: I came close. Yeah, I think so. I think I so. I think it did come real close. So. Yeah.
0: Well, anyways, uh, <clears throat> with uh, this episode in the mirror and another fine tale from Ski from St. <laughs> Olaf, yes. uh, nice. stay golden, Coco.
2: Don't drink and drive.
0: Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. All right, you got, you ready? Ski to kick off yours. Is that just one page front and back?
1: It is, and nine point font.
0: Nine. nine. Are, oh. Is part of that a story for the end?
1: It is. Nice. With
2: yeah, three, four, four paragraphs mm-hmm. the
1: story. It's 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 brief, but it's powerful. Uh, <laughs> I won't even say that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think you'll, you'll you'll possibly laugh.
2: Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and then
1: cry, and then laughing.
2: Okay, so I'm thinking paragraph one, okay, it's gonna lay the groundwork. It's gonna set the scene. Right. Okay. Paragraph two, okay, that's when shit gets real. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Paragraph three, plot twist. Mm. Okay. Paragraph four, explanation of the plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Should I go first
1: with this?
0: And then conclusion.
1: Are we recording well, right now? Because okay. I want that to be part of the end, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah,
0: we'll definitely have that in. Um it's all right. Well, if you guys are ready so to go. you can put
2: my <laughs> prediction after
0: it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, they, they
1: can <laughs> immediately, uh, you know, check it. Yeah, because you know? it'll
0: be immediately afterwards, gotcha. so they'll find out. It will be kind of funny, though, if they don't realize. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like, he's predicting what he just said. Um, <laughs> exactly. It seems a little bit, uh, Yeah, and he got it partially wrong.
2: This uh-huh. <laughs> shows how much attention he pays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They'll be like, oh, he's just acting like Ski when he talks about Hitchcock.